Hey everybody, Flip Robinson here, one of the co-founders and co-owners of the Freedom Real Estate Group family of companies, and I'm joined here with our Director of Investments. Is that so correct? it is. Yeah, that, this week uh, with Mr. Mark Woodring, uh, and we are here to talk to you. Uh, this is podcast number 31, Trace, Trace Uno. Yeah, Trace Uno, as I believe that's that's, that's right. How, <laughs> uh, Ocho Cinco would say it. Um, and so this is podcast number thirty-one, and our podcast is Real Talk, which is Real Talk for the Real Estate Investor. Uh, and today we are going to be talking about appraisal appraisal hiccups in the real estate world. And and uh, like I had said uh, in our vlog, if you didn't get a chance to see that, so this is the Hondros College of Business Ohio Real Estate Appraisal Book. This is the book that we had to read, um, or at least understand, yes. <laughs> uh, when we got our real estate license here in the state of Ohio. And about 15 years ago, the state of Texas, because of course everything's bigger in Texas, uh, the state of Texas had the real estate appraisal principles and procedures. And these were just for uh, people that were studying to get their realtor's license. Sure. Uh, and so the both states wanted you to know how to do appraisals because it is a very important part. Um, as a realtor, both of Mark, Mark and I are licensed here in Ohio as, as a realtor, it's very important for us to understand this because mm -hmm. normal realtor business and retail, real estate, yep. you, this is very important. Um, as an investor, a lot of times it doesn't really hit your door, uh, you know, or hit your desktop. Uh, but now, as investors, and we're selling to other investors, well, these investors are buying properties using uh, mortgages and using lenders, yep. and the lenders are bringing the appraisals to our door. Yep. Uh, and so, uh, if you want to talk more about how this, how important the appraisal process is to us, and oh yeah, absolutely. And I and I also wanted to piggyback a little bit on what you were saying is. It doesn't matter if you've been an agent for three years or thirty years. You know you're going to have those hiccups. Mm -hmm. You're you're never going to price things a hundred percent of the time. No, it doesn't happen. It does not. It doesn't matter if you're the number one agent in in the United States. You're going to miss yep. or have a conflict with an appraiser. Mm -hmm. And so those are the hiccups. But yeah, the appraisal is super important. Just like you said, you know that. Um, you know, as these lenders start looking at, uh, you know, using your property for leverage, they're going to want to take a look at these appraisals. And so our job as real estate agents, of course, is to guess the mm -hmm. best that we can, because that's all it is, is an educated guess. Yep. You know, like you had mentioned earlier on the vlog series was that, you know, the appraiser is his best opinion of the price mm -hmm. based on how long they've been appraising. Yep. Versus your opinion of the price mm -hmm. as to how long you've been doing it. And so obviously with more practice, the better you get at it. And, mm -hmm. and I'd say we're pretty good at it. I, yeah, I'd I say see. we're probably in the high 90% and right. nailing it. Absolutely. And, and some of these that we have examples <laughs> of, they're just, they're, they're head scratchers. Absolutely. And that's, <laughs> that's the hiccups. That's the frustration is because, yep. you know, you, you can't even see where they're coming from. It's, uh, it's, it's almost, um, yeah, we, we like to say, you know, because it's a, it's the appraiser's opinion of value based on that time, yep. that day, that week, that month of that year. Um, and so, and in fact, it's even come to, because uh, we've had some properties where we'll get under contract and for whatever reason, it, it's taken us a while to even get into the property, rehab it, whatever, and then sell it. And it's like eight, nine months later. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and so now we actually have a process where we actually go back and rerun comps to see the value of the property because lately, I mean, this is, we're at the end of 2021 here, yep. uh, and 
the the last year or two has been so crazy that even four or five months later, the price on the property has gone up. Whether it's five thousand or ten thousand, we've seen some go up forty thousand. Absolutely, uh, and, and it's just it's so it's so crazy, and and uh, uh, in, you know, and it's. I think the uh, the appraisers got a bad rap. Now we love all appraisers. Uh, there's <laughs> just some that we don't love as much. Uh, but uh, uh, you know they got a bad rap. Uh, you know the 2004, 2005 area where they were basically just, yep, it's worth this. You know yeah. somebody puts a contract on a property for five hundred thousand. Yep, it's worth five hundred thousand. It says right there. Uh, and exactly. so, which helped going to go into the the uh, wonderful. Big recession, yeah. The, what, the, the housing collapse, yeah. Whatever you whatever you want to call it, two thousand and eight, right? Um, oh gosh. You know, and so uh, it's so because of that, appraisers have been very stringent, and, and depending on which appraiser you talk to, because you put five appraisers in a room, you're going to have five different answers, absolutely. Uh, and so it's and you know when we talked about having this as a subject for a podcast, I'm like, oh, that's got to be Mark and I. Because, uh, you know, way back in the day when dinosaurs roamed the earth and I was doing the acquisitions, I, I, uh, I you know, it was, I took it personal. Yeah. You know, when I, when I ran comps on a property and I said, this property is worth X, right. you know, if it came in a hundred dollars less than that, I took it personally. I was like, you have got to be raw. I was right. so mad. Right. Uh, but then again, on the, on the flip side. Uh, Tiffany hated telling me if if I said the property was worth ninety seven nine and it came appraised at ninety eight. You know she she hated telling me that it was you know <laughs> that we missed out on a hundred dollars. Uh, we left money on the table. She yeah. didn't tell me so. Uh, uh, but it's you know it, we've had those hiccups. Um, it just as recent as, gosh, yeah, uh, this week. Um, when was the last one for you? It was well. Let's see. So the the most recent one that we had that I think that. Uh, well, actually, right now we actually have one, but uh, that one's a oh, oh yeah, that well, yeah, and that that one's even more of a head scratcher because that's a commercial property, yeah. and, and they appraised it as <laughs> if it's like a normal yeah, they appraised it like it was a residential, yeah, and uh, they were they doing a dollar per square foot versus an income based approach because you know again you know traditionally you know when you're looking at four or less mm -hmm. you know so single family home up to four units you're going to be doing that dollar per square foot on other homes of comparable size, shape, right. that kind of stuff. Whereas, like, for the commercial, I thought, oh, this is just going to be an income-based approach, mm -hmm. the dollars and cents. Yep. And it, it completely head-scratchers. So, um, yeah, so that's the most recent one. Yep. But I know that we've had some, um, I think, you know, one on Dorothy. Yeah, actually, that, that was interesting. We've got this one property, and, you know, they always try to say, you know, try to make it 20% uh, above and below square footage of the property. Right. Um, you know, in, in Texas, they actually teach you only 10 years above and below the actual year built yeah now, that's kind of hard to do that here is. in ohio um but uh, uh you know they they the you know and within a quarter mile um you know i, I was i was taught like you know in texas they tell you to stay within the subdivision oh wow um, you know because that's where they built they build them in texas sure. they build them by subdivisions and, and uh and you know here it's so hard to do that uh you know there's some newer areas where you can do that but but that's it um and so this property that on uh, Dorothy, it was there was we had it listed at at uh, one hundred and forty thousand, and there was three, if not more, comps that were one hundred and forty five, if not more, same right. square footage. And these houses yeah. in this area, uh, they're cookie cutter. They're yeah, they're all the same. They're within properties. a block or two of each other. Yeah, and so uh, and the appraisal came back uh, more than ten thousand below uh, the the what, what price we had, and it was just it, we we're like uh, what. 
I mean, there's properties where when, when we when the appraiser goes out, we're like, this has no problem appraising, and it does. It always does. Uh, but it's the ones where I'm you know, crossing the fingers, oh, I hope it appraises, and then it comes in $100 more yeah, uh, or, or whatever. Uh, so it's that was the most recent one. Um, we had one, and this was actually before Mark joined the team, and this was uh, – we had a duplex, and, you know, it was uh, – it was in an area where there weren't very many duplexes, especially of this size. It was it was small. It was a small, not not a big one. It was a small one. Yeah. And we had the uh, price on the property was ninety nine nine. Uh, it was a duplex and it had great uh, it had a great cap rate, um, and the investor was super happy about it. And so they got the mortgage. They got their lender out there, and the appraiser goes out there, and the appraisal came back at fifty thousand dollars. Wow, half <laughs> of our asking price. I mean, it's just. We were just blown away, and, and you know, you can uh, what what is it called when you question the you don't question the appraiser, but what is it the uh, reconsideration of value? Yeah, a reconsideration a reconsideration of value. Um, and how many times out of ten? How many times do they actually change oh that number? Gosh, one out of ten. I was going to say it's not often because again, it's their opinion, yeah. and and, and uh, like I said, I took it personally, right? I have a feeling they're taking it personally when we're like, sure. uh, your number's wrong, man. Right. Uh, and so, uh, uh, so it doesn't usually happen. And so, on this situation, we said uh, we don't accept the appraiser uh, or with this appraisal, and we forced the lender to get a new appraisal. Uh, and the lender wouldn't, if I remember this correctly, because this was a, a few years ago. Uh, the lender wouldn't, and so the buyer actually got another lender. And so that lender came in, got an appraiser. The appraiser went out there. Would you believe he appraised it at ninety nine nine? I, we just couldn't believe it, and so that one sold. Um, I used to, you yeah, had I, one. Had, I had one um, uh, in the Kettering subdivision, um, real close to the Dixie Highway, and so it was kind of on the uh, the Kettering, almost like uh, West Carrollton like divide. Mm -hmm. And um, this one was under contract. The appraisal came in maybe ten or twelve thousand dollars short on a hundred and fifty thousand dollar property. So I was like, "Wow, I really missed the mark by that much." And uh, I was like, there, "There's no way." And I and I did the reconsideration of value and showed my price point, the dollar per square foot, and some of the enhancements to the house, everything to plead our case. Um, and now he shot it down, said that he grew up in that neighborhood and that he knew that inside and out, and that the comps that I were using were not relevant. And so. Uh, it fell out of contract, went back into contract a week later, and it appraised, I think, a couple thousand dollars higher than asking. So, yeah, it's a head-scratcher every time. It, it truly is, and it's, um, you know, obviously can be frustrating. Yep. Um, yeah. You know, fr frustrating to the realtor. You know, the appraisers, at the end of the day, you know, they're like judges. They don't like to be second-guessed as exactly. well. Yep, exactly. So, yeah, it's, it's an odd spot, but. Yeah, we had one, and again, this is also another one before you got here. Um, and uh, uh, we we comped out the property, and we stayed that twenty percent above above the little square footage. We stayed within a quarter of a mile from this house, um, you know, and because uh, all the houses in that area were all built right around that same time, and uh, and so we had the appraisal at, at one nineteen nine. That's what the that's what the contract was for. And this was one of those that I'm like, oh, <laughs> you know, this I, no we have no problem. This one's going to appraise, uh, and the appraisal came in. Um, a lot lower. Uh, it came in at eighty-eight, mm -hmm. uh, eighty-eight thousand. So we're j almost just a little over forty thousand dollars below. Now there's being off like a couple thousand or ten thousand, right. but forty. 
And so the the appraiser didn't recognize one of the bedrooms as being a bedroom, so we only called it a three-bedroom. Uh, and so we had to show the, him that there was a closet in that room with a window, so it was actually a bedroom. Um, so then he made it a four-bedroom, um, and uh, he came back with his reconsideration of value uh, at 89. And we just we were dumbfounded. And so we again, we questioned him, and even though our comps were within that quarter of a mile of the subject property, the guy said, the appraiser said, the appraiser said, that property is inside of a neighborhood and it's the biggest house in the neighborhood. And so unfortunately he has to appraise it to that neighborhood. He's the only appraiser that we've ever heard say that. Now in Texas, we used to do it by subdivisions and there was a good reason why it's because some subdivisions were 400,000, some were 200,000. So yeah, right. you couldn't go, you know, even though it's less than a quarter of a mile. But all of these houses were built in the same time. They're all the same quality. Yeah, you know, yeah. This is 1950s built. Uh, so it's not like it's brand new built. And just nothing we could say that we could convince this guy to do anything about it. It's so amazing how much, uh, how much effect that these appraisers have on our business. And even though we're following everything that's in these books on right. how to get our our opinion of value to compare our opinion of value to, to theirs uh, is it just blows us away and and again we we do a lot of properties so we're, we're naming off uh, four or five properties here but we've done hundreds of properties so it's it's a very small percentage of this that this actually happens but boy when it does woo! well there are um, I mean I know that there's times where like during those hot seasons too because you know the appraisals and as much as we don't want to admit it sometimes our you know uh, life cycle of the year because mm -hmm. um, like so say for imagine um, you know you list a property for say a hundred thousand dollars for argument's sake mm -hmm. and it's in a neighborhood and and they want to get into the school district and that's the list price mm -hmm. you know what I mean and the appraiser you know he appraises it and says mm -hmm. it's worth you know 100 or whatever but there were multiple offers and they went for 110 uh-huh yeah you know I mean so all of a sudden now that house value went up the neighborhood's going up the things like that even though the appraiser didn't like move the market up more cash did mm -hmm. you know somebody that was willing to pay more um, so then now the summer's over and you go into the fall or the winter and that house now is only worth a hundred thousand mm -hmm. dollars and so sometimes you know that realtor that pulled that 110 comp you know really <laughs> wasn't the appraiser that did that so I mean I know it's a tough job for them and it, it's a tough for realtors mm -hmm. and so sometimes like you said we have to rerun those comps because the life cycle of that or the, the you know the value of that has to be really relevant mm -hmm. yeah in fact one of the things that they say uh, you know when you do those comps you know which is exactly what appraisers should do is is only go back 180 days uh, right. for sold properties only uh, and we get some appraisers that go back well we had one that went back three years, <laughs> three years. Uh, like that was whoosh. Um, but uh, you know that they go back six months or a full year and and right. uh, and then one of the properties was a, a property that was pending I I've never seen that before. When I saw that, I was blown away because that's that's yeah. like a no-no. You don't until it's sold. You don't ever do a pending property. Um, it, you know, and we had one property. Um, it was in a neighborhood where uh, you know our company had done already three or four properties like right down the street, mm -hmm. and they are all the same size. They are all two-story houses built in the early 1900s. Yep. And and so we're, we're like, well, I know this one's gonna. It's 97.9. That's what the other four were. So that's what we're gonna do this one at. And that appraiser came in. What was it? 72. Oh yeah, it, it was, was way low, like yeah. 20 grand. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and so we're like, uh, no. 
And so we did the reconsideration of value, and we even gave him the comps and yeah. said, "Here, look at these, these are, are our properties, properties, you know, and we know these sold because they're ours." Um, <laughs> and uh, and they came back because this was back before uh, we were actually putting all of our properties on the MLS, and and uh, we were just selling, you know, yeah. and so they were public record, which uh, some appraisers right. will use public record. Right. This one decided that he did not want to MLS do only, yeah, right? MLS only. And so he refused mm. to look at our properties that had sold in that neighborhood for that price. Uh, and so uh, we had to skirt around that one just to get that one uh, sold. Uh, but now we put everything on the MLS. And so everything, you know, they can see everything that we do because we're, we're doing everything like everyone else. We were just bypassing the MLS uh, because we didn't need to. We saw they were selling our own properties. Uh, but now we found out, well, hey, this is actually going to help us by putting them on the MLS right. uh, to support the value. Uh, Not only for us, but we actually get phone calls from realtors and, and other appraisers going, hey, I saw that you sold this property over here. Can you tell me a little bit about it? Because I'm have i appraising another property right now. Yeah, I get those calls. Yeah, yeah. I even get them from appraisers. Yep. You know, yep. that'll, that'll call and just say, hey, just I wanted to know, like, what was the value of that house? Because here's what it is in the county. Mm -hmm. You know, so sometimes even the recording is, is inaccurate. So they want to they want to see like what something sold on the MLS versus what were recorded at the mm -hmm. county. Yep. Um, which reminded me of this story when you were talking about going outside the the bubble of the quarter mile. Mm -hmm. We recently sold one um, for one of our investors on Amherst. Mm -hmm. And um, this one was unique because all the homes that are built up near University Row, it's a historic part of Dayton, were built in the early uh, 1900s, then maybe late 1800s. Mm -hmm. But this, this property was built on a parcel of land. So the house itself was built like in the 1970s. Mm. And so all the homes around it, you really couldn't use as a comp. Right. So he had to go like two or three miles out to find things of, of similar size, shape, bedroom, square footage, all the things that, that, that you do for the appraisal. But yeah, that one was uh, another challenging one. It, yeah. it short appraised. Yeah. And, and it's just, what do you do? You know, uh, that's why uh, one of the things I, I, and I always tell our sales guys now, because when I was doing it, I hated going, <laughs> uh, going outside of town. I hated going to rural especially because I hate saying that word. I can't even say it um, uh, because it's so hard to run comps out there. Oh, uh, We did one, uh, you know, it just it was in the middle of nowhere. Like Manchester. Uh, yeah. Remember that one, uh, yep. like on the corner of Manchester? Yep. Well, that was half ground, half house. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. We had, to, we had to go out like five miles to find anything of, of, of like. And so, yeah, those rural yeah, yeah. areas. I, uh, I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> uh, and, but, I mean, and even our my own uh, – personal residence we just did a re refinance and, and uh, um, we did a test appraisal before doing it to make sure that we wanted to do this and and the test appraiser came at came, appraisal came back and we were very happy with it and I was I was super excited and then so then the lender came in and said we need to do an appraisal and I said okay well we already have one if you want that one and it says no we've got to do one ourselves <laughs> and I'm like okay Fingers crossed, and it came back in even higher. I'm just right. like, we like your appraiser, you know. Right. Uh. <laughs> and it was it was interesting that the because then I looked at the appraisal to see how they did it, and it just blew my mind yeah, because it didn't follow. The only thing I think that they followed that's in these books is that it was twenty percent above and below square footage, and that was that was about it. <laughs> uh, because the locations of the the three subject properties or the, the th three comp comparable properties were just they were all over the place, and I was just like, "Well, hey, you know what? He's the, he's the professional. I'll go with him on this one." Um, but it, thankfully, so like it, it, every so often, it does go. 
mm-hmm. uh, for our favor. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, and, and so, and when it does, we're very, very excited about that. Uh, but, you know, and, and like I said, this is a small percentage that we get these appraisal hiccups, but boy, when they happen, right? you know, we usually get somebody running down the hallway, oh, we got a problem. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank God it's not so often. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, anything else you wanted to, uh, I'm trying to think if there was any other ones that I wanted to, no, I pretty much covered them all. Um, yeah, and so it really makes us and, and uh, it makes us think about when we're buying these properties. You know, sure. how good are our comps? Because this goes down the road. You know, we can't just tell somebody, "Hey, this property's worth one twenty. Take our word on it." Exactly. Uh, you know, there's a there's a licensed appraiser going to be telling us that they either agree with us or they don't. Um, and so it and it and it affects our bottom line, obviously, because that's that's why we're here to do business. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, anything else you want to add on on our our appraisal friends? No, all I can say is, yeah, it's a tough job. You know what I mean? I agree. It's it's tough on our end. It's tough on their end. Nobody's perfect, but uh, we definitely try to stay within the, you know, what we all can agree on yep. and uh, see if we can come to a, a common ground. Yeah, yeah. In fact, the one appraiser uh, that actually came here sure. uh, to our office, they're appraising one of our properties tomorrow. Um, I think uh, they said their schedule was like they they do like... Uh, so, something like sixty to seventy appraisers uh, appraisals a month or something like that, or was it more? I, I thought they were doing like yeah, it's like fifteen a week or twenty a week, like yeah, something. Yeah, <laughs> so, so you do, do the math. That's three or four, and this isn't something where they just right. walk through the house. I mean, oh, exactly. They, uh, a lot of times they'll measure rooms, and and they'll you know they've got the little laser measure now. They say no, so that makes it a lot easier. Uh, but it's it's a very thorough process, and and lots of pictures, um, and so I don't know how. I don't know how they do that many in a week. That that's just crazy. Right. Thank God for software engineers, right? Right. <laughs> um, uh, well, anything else? No, I think we covered it. I think uh, I think that should get everybody a, a good understanding of you know the, the challenges and the appraisals and why the hiccups. Yeah, not everything's uh, sunshine and rainbows over here with uh, <laughs> with the, our our process. That we do uh, we do have to go through some. Uh, arduous uh, situations with appraisers uh, and uh, and we actually do have a list of appraisers that we right. don't love as much as the other appraisers because I mean uh, yeah. <laughs> you know when I talk to the investors because at the end of the day we don't want you to pay more for the property right you know what I mean I want you to get financed for the whole thing yep so at the end of the day uh, we are all on the same team mm-hmm. uh, trying to you know get the best outcome yep absolutely <laughs> well awesome well we hope that you enjoyed this podcast uh called uh, appraisal hiccups mm-hmm. uh that's probably the polite the politest way we can call yeah, right. this um, yeah, we didn't swear to that we did not swear <laughs> all right <Woo! laughs> so again we hope you enjoyed this again make sure you check us out on youtube and all of the other uh various uh little uh uh, things like I think uh, like MySpace and Facebook and, uh, <laughs> and make sure you catch all our other uh, podcasts and vlogs as well. Uh, but uh, we hope to see you out there soon. Again, we always end with invest smart, live happy. See you later. Thanks so much. Nothing on this show should be considered specific personal or professional advice. Please consult an appropriate tax, legal, real estate, financial, or business professional for individualized advice. Opinions and information on this show are not guaranteed. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss.